0: Hi, I'm Katie McDonald, and I'm the President of the Sports Union this year. I'm very excited to be hosting this week's episode of SportEd, Conversations from Edinburgh. I'm joined today by our incoming President Gregor Malcolm, our wonderful current Sports Union Honorary Secretary and former Heron Hounds Club Captain, who will be taking over for me next year. This week we've also invited two former Presidents of the Sports Union to chat with us about life post-presidency and share some of their best and worst sporting memories. We're delighted to be joined by Paul Duffy, current financial services assurance associate at EY and Julia Stenhouse, current operations manager at the Scottish Handball Association. I hope you're ready for some words of wisdom, interesting stories and all-around good chat from Gregor, Julia and Paul.
1: So um, I suppose we'll just start off with an easy question of what is your best memory, Paul and Julia, of being president and what is your worst
2: Oh, I don't know. There was a lot of good memories from my year. I'd say I was thinking about this a little bit earlier, but I'd say probably my best memory was President's Dinner. Um, I think all the events are definitely up there in in the highlights, all the kind of dinner events anyway. But I'd say President's Dinner just because there was, I think it was about 180 attended in my year. Um, And kind of anyone who's involved in running the club, you know, the Finance Committee, Blues and Colours Committee, Intramural Committee, Media Team were all there. Um, so, you kind of get a lot of like, really brilliant people all in the same room. um Also, kind of as, as president, it's the one event where you maybe don't have to do that much. So, I actually, I did organize the event in my year. I was in charge of organizing it. But then, literally, once it started, I just had to make a quick speech. And that was it. You can kind of enjoy the dinner and enjoy the evening. um Whereas the SU Ball, Blues and Colors, you don't actually get to speak to many people just because there's quite a long time of sort of being on stage and presenting awards and things. So, yeah, that'd be my proper highlight.
1: Do you have a worst memory, or should we give you a second and go to Jules's best?
2: Yeah, you can give me a couple of minutes to think of that.
1: All right, Jules, what was your best memory as being sports press?
3: Oh, there's so many to choose from. Um, yeah, no, I'm like Paul. I think the events definitely are top. You know, putting the Edinburgh spin on it, they're all they're all brilliant. Uh, I think. Varsity actually was one of, was probably my my favourite event actually, which is maybe a bit of a surprise in the present year, but it was actually the first time I'd ever been to Murrayfield. I know that sounds horrific, but that genuinely was the first time I'd ever been to Murrayfield and uh, being in the stands and going to go behind the scenes and getting to be on the pitch, I mean it was just, it was a phenomenal experience and yeah I was just oh and everyone was so buzzing because everyone was winning and it was just it was such a brilliant day so yeah I think varsity definitely my favorite.
1: One of my personal faves is the photo of everyone lifting the trophy that year of Joe's year and it's just Julia in the background like in a rugby top like Woo-hoo!
3: honestly like highlights standing behind Heather Small like this is amazing.
4: Yeah, I just remember from that day spending the whole time in the Hector outfit literally just like lying across the pitch with the women's team when they won. Just me and the Hector outfit.
1: My favourite was like escorting Hector to and from because it was in that weird changing room bit around the back by the practice pitches where the teams were. But then Hector obviously can't see. So then you're leading Hector out and there was wires with, you know, those yellow and black things over them to kind of step up and you had to pick both Gregor and Cecilia up as I escorted you to the pitch. That was, that was good chat. Um, right, worst memories? If if there are any worse memories, maybe there are not. But Paul,
2: uh, I'll probably say the the AGM. I'm not going into too many details as to why. I think we all know why. <laughs> if you know, you know.
1: Yeah, we don't need, we don't need details. Definitely, if you were there, then you won't forget that one, Julia. That
2: was quite a yeah, quite quite a stressful experience on stage, but all good experience, I guess.
1: I think I've ever seen you go so paper white, like the color like drained from your face.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was a good laugh. Like. <laughs> I mean I, I was sitting there cause I, you know I was so nervous I think they hadn't announced the president you know who had won the the elections by that point so I don't really remember much of the AGM because I was sitting there like shaking at my boots trying to trying to maintain my nerves um, so that whole AGM for me was a was a blur but yeah I don't doubt that Paul that probably wasn't your your favorite moment.
4: <laughs> it's funny
2: looking back because like all the AGMs before they tend to be over quite quickly like it tends to be the elections uh-huh. the longest period but yeah, the first part of that was quite quite drawn out that year.
4: That was, it was when I, I was first standing for exec that year. And I remember, remember there being like, what have I got myself in for? If this is like what every meeting is going to be like. But luckily it wasn't the case.
1: Yeah, I was sitting at the front, I think, with Cecilia. Because I think it was the same as the first year that we were running. But we were running on a post, So we were feeling pretty confident sitting in the front. Just being like, oh, what's going on? <sighs> Most exciting it gets at a sports union AGM. This year's was very uneventful. um Yeah, okay, that's that's a fair worst memory from you, Paul. Um, have you got a worst memory?
3: Yeah, I think I don't know. It's kind of maybe like sort of two. I think one of them I just remember being really tired. I remember just like I, that's maybe not like a specific thing that happened, but I just remember feeling quite drained. Like it's one point in the year. I think it was maybe in February into March. I remember those two months being quite quite tough because it was all age and maybe just agm fever i think maybe maybe that's what weighs on your mind but i remember being really tired but i think the one that probably trumps it is realizing that my year was kind of finished properly finished sort of four years four years four months early and um, so obviously when everything kind of went into lockdown in in march and all the kind of you know are we ever going to get back am i going to get back for the end of my year so i think that was probably the worst is knowing that i, I wasn't able to kind of finish my year properly and didn't get my blues and colors and you know all those things but it was still great I mean the four months were still fab but you know it just had that built yeah it was kind of taking away that extra sparkle of being in the office and seeing everyone I think.
1: I mean Jules you did get blues and colors you wore a shower curtain in your room.
3: That's true I did I uh we had a we had a I didn't actually go and buy it I had one in the in the cupboard so I just stuck my blue shower curtain on as the robes. Uh, which was good yeah so it was almost exactly the same
1: yeah i mean if people haven't seen the video you should definitely look at it because they actually look pretty legit jules i was pretty impressed with your handiwork of turning shower curtains into the president robes no that's very fair i've I've still never worn the robes at an event because i've never had a day in the office so i do sympathize um with that for sure right so one for everyone gregor you're very much included in this question what is your funniest and or most embarrassing memory in sport Lots of thinking faces. Um, Gregory, have you got one?
4: I feel like I feel like they're two very different questions. I don't know which one to answer. I don't know how much detail I want to give for some of them anyway. But yeah, I, like, I guess if we're just like kind of fun, funniest, like good times, I do, looking back on lots of the kind of junior triathlon days with the Tri-Scotland squad, some of the stuff we got up to then was just like be on like training weekends. And they would just be like, we shouldn't really, really be doing what we were doing. But it was just like what you did when you're 16 on camp for like a weekend. Just like causing carnage pretty much. Trying not to get kicked out of youth hostels and things like that. But I don't know, like embarrassing. I need to think about that one a bit more.
1: All right, that's fine. We can we can come back to you. Jules, have you got one?
3: Yeah, I, I think so. It's uh, again tied to kind of one of the events. It was my... I think it was, was it my VP year, I mean, you know, so many execs, I lose track. Um, it was a sports ball, I think. Paul, was it when James was secretary? Was that your year?
2: Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, it was when yeah. he had maybe had a little, so James was the secretary in, in policy when he was president, I was vice president, and he was announcing one of the winners on stage, or he was supposed to announce one of the winners, and poor James, I haven't spoken to him for ages, but <laughs> um, it was when he got off on stage and then, forgot to announce the shortlist I was about to forget to announce the shortlist I was about to open up and the winner is no you haven't announced who the shortlist is. and I remember just absolutely cracking up because I thought it was just the funniest the funniest thing and I probably Bethany would say that that definitely wasn't a funny moment but for me I think that was that was hilarious so that's one of, one of the funny ones I think maybe embarrassing as well for James maybe not for me.
1: Yeah, disclaimer, sorry to James in advance. I've not spoken to him in a while either, but I've just thrown him onto the bus on the podcast. Paul, have you got one? Funniest and or most embarrassing? Up to you.
2: Yeah, I think this is probably one of the most embarrassing and quite a funny one as well, actually. So looking back, it was towards the end of my second year. I think I must have just been elected onto exec as BPM for the first time. Uh, And it was during the Football Summer Cup. So that's a big, like, intramural football event. Um, And I used to captain the Mass Society team (laughs) Called ourselves Atletico Mathematico just for a bit of a laugh. And we were playing against the Latin American society team. Quite, I think it was about an hour in. No, it wouldn't have been an hour. It'd be about 75 minutes in. Quite a sort of close game. Pretty pretty even Stevens. And we won one. Anyway, the ball gets passed back to me from mid, midfield. I thought I had loads of time. Anyway, this striker just comes out of nowhere, completely zips past me, takes the ball. I don't really remember this happening, but I think I must have just completely taken him out when I was the last man. So anyway, got myself sent off over over onto the sides and i just thought i'll say uh, i've really messed up for the team here and you know so on and so forth didn't 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 feel too too great about it i thought right come on lads we'll you know we'll we'll sort of just uh park the bus so to speak and try and hold out for the draw and take them to penalties (laughs) anyway then didn't help that they scored from the result in free kick so we go t1 down and then this is where the sort of funny part comes in. So I'm I'm obviously standing there feeling really good. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I've done this. I've just let the team down. I'm going to be knocked out of the cup. That's the season ended early, so on, so forth. And I'm like, well, let's just hope hope we can get a goal back. And I'm screaming at one of the lads in midfield, Thomas. So he was the kind of like the defensive midfielder. Um, and I was screaming at him, was like, Thomas, get back to centre-half. You're the only p- other person who can really play there. Like, like, get back, get back. Of course, he chooses to completely uh, completely ignore what I was saying. And all of a sudden, with two minutes to go, he's decided he's going to play in the number 10 role. And he just pops up and scores. I came out of absolutely, absolutely nowhere. I thought, oh, this is brilliant. Like, you know, 2-2, we pegged it back. Hopefully we can get him on penalties. Anyway, two minutes later, anyway, I continue to scream at Thomas. I'm like, Thomas, get back. Right, come on, let's, let's hold out for the draw here. You get back and defend. A couple of minutes later, ball goes out on the left-hand side, crossed in. Who's there to meet it at the end? Thomas practically playing up front at this point. Scores. We hold out for the win, win 3-2, and we're through to the next round. So, yeah, that's always a highlight.
1: Well, Duffy, the coach who intramural is taken way too seriously.
3: I um I just remembered another one, actually, from a long time ago. Um, so it was my it was my first game for uni, um, and I played hockey. I was in goals, and it was my first game for uni twos, I think. And we travelled up to Aberdeen from my hometown, and so my parents came to watch my first game, which was really nice got on goals and I was like right you know this is my first game for uni I got I got to show them what I'm made of Um, I ended up taking out the first player that kind of came near me uh, missed the ball took the player out at the top of the circle Uh, I got a 10 minute yellow card so I got sent off and the player gets a penalty flick and scores the only goal in the game which we then lose and I remember they sent on I can't remember it was like a kicking back and he had my helmet on with no goalie kit just the helmet on and the stick standing on the line um, trying to save this penalty and I was sitting there my parents were looking at me like what what's just happened and I was so embarrassed I was like I'm so sorry all the way you know three hours on the bus home I was like this is my first game for uni like this is just just the most embarrassing moment of my entire life I can tell you it did get better uh i kind of picked myself up to play in the next few games but yeah i'll never forget that my only card i've ever gotten was a was a 10 minute yellow in here in a red in my first game for uni so that was horrific
1: gregor i feel like we're not living up to the precedent set here of getting sent off during matches i
4: don't
2: it's, think i've ever it's been quite
4: hard. it's quite hard to get sent off during a cross-country race we're not quite sure what i'd have to do for that one
2: we'll have to take someone out
4: oh i should sure have done that before are we tripping in there
2: yeah, I
1: wouldn't put it past you, Gregor.
2: Cross-country is pretty lethal to be fair, So
4: You've got to sharpen those elbows. Get the elbows out to the start and see spikes. who you can get.
1: The spikes are absolutely terrifying.
4: Yeah, um, get some big 15 mils in here. In like, yeah, it's like crampons.
1: Yeah, it pretty much is on your feet. Okay, so kind of two linked questions. We'll go with this one first. So what motivated you to join the sports union in your first year, if you joined a club and then equally what motivates you to run for um, an exec role? don't know who wants to kick us off.
3: I So I came to Edinburgh Uni mainly because of the reputation the hockey club had for just being really good. You know, they played in both Bucks and kind of the top league um, in terms of club or outside of uni stuff. Um, so that was, it was kind of always going to be Edinburgh that I was going to come to. So uh, I got involved there, got involved in the hockey club um, and started playing. I didn't I actually kind of fell into the exec role It was quite strange I didn't come through the sort of conventional way you know normally it's you you build your way up through the committee of your club and then you know the next step up is exec at the sports union but I kind of fell in sideways I suppose Um I initially tried out for one of the roles in the for the hockey club uh, committee in my first end of my first year um, and I didn't get it you know it was quite a low down role it was like a, a kit secretary or something um, and I didn't get it and you know the hockey club is so big that if you don't get a role kind of in your first try you know there's so many other people that are going to go for it as well that if you don't get in early you probably wouldn't progress up and so I ended up in my second year doing a kind of volunteering role in sports union where I was kind of writing sports reports so the publicity officers of the clubs would send me their kind of roundups of their games and I'd put them together and put them in the student newspaper and that was all getting directed by the UC publicity officer um, at the time and at the end of the year he said you um, so I think Paul would have been I don't know yeah Paul you would have been on exec that would have been your first year on exec um while I was writing sports reports and he the the publicity officer at the time said you know this this role is really good fun you should you should try and you know think about it stepping up for the publicity role so I did and uh I didn't really know what it was had no idea what the sports union was really turned up to the AGM I didn't realize I had to do a speech so wrote one off in the back of the back of my notepad <laughs> sitting in the audience but yeah I went up and won so and that was kind of it. The rest was history, really.
1: Paul, go follow that.
2: So I was the first ever sports secretary for the math society. Um, so I kind of founded a football team, a basketball team, and a netball team for them. Um, obviously, we entered it all of them into intramural competitions, which is how I got sort of so involved in intramural. And I suppose it gave me a pretty broad understanding of the program. Like I, I kind of knew. All of the sort of strengths and weaknesses within sort of each sport, and how that league was maybe run that year. So I definitely, I sort of knew I I, I probably could have done a pretty good job in one of the IM exec roles. So definitely, sort of had, had given it a bit of thought. But I was going into be well, I ended up doing it in my third year. So I, I studied maths in years. As you probably could have guessed from what, what I just said, and third year always sort of tends to be the hardest. So I'd actually originally decided that I, w- I wasn't going to r- run for it, that I really needed a year just to sort of focus on my studies and, and get my head down. But then I remember sort of looking at the, the list of exec candidates once the once the nominations enclosed and the list had, be pu- had been published. There were no nominations for intramural coordinator. So I remember looking at it and thinking, oh, that's that's probably a sign I should stick my name in for it. So, yeah, stuck my name in for it. Of course, someone else then did as well. My uh, quite quite a good mate now, Paddy. But then the person who was running for VPIM ended up dropping out. So Paddy and I both both contested the role. And yeah, rest is history.
1: Love it. Yeah, I think whenever I met you, Paul, you were the most knowledgeable person about intramural sport I think I'd ever come across. But I think you might have now been pipped that by Fergus. Um, after his couple of years in the role, um, not sure who would win that battle now, Gregor.
2: i back, so, To be fair, I'll take that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not a bad person to lose to, to be fair. Gregor, what about you? What What made you run for exec in your third year?
4: Yeah, in my, in my th- I think to be honest, it's going to sound really cliche, but it was probably talking to Paul at the start of the year. And um, I remember having, I remember having a meeting with him in the office, like chatting about stuff when I was captain yeah I don't know I just sort of planted a bit of a seed of what like kind of the role was or the kind of exec as a general and then I did quite a bit of work with Ross that year leading into the kind of um box cross-country bid and that whole process and I think from speaking to Paul and then speaking to Ross it was sort of like a, oh I should at least run for something I hadn't quite worked out what was my best option of to run for so kind of took a punt with alumni and partnerships because it was the first year of the role and it kind of allowed a bit of freedom. It wasn't really defined on what the um, objective was going to be, so it let me kind of do a bit what I wanted with the role and um, was one of the few contested positions that year, luckily pulled it off and yeah from there on it's been just kind of climbing off the ladder.
1: Yeah, I remember your speech, actually, Greg. I remember it being really good because I was, again, sitting with Cecilia at the front knowing that my role wasn't contested, feeling pretty lucky watching all of you do your, your speeches. I remember yours being really good. I think... I'm quite. Sorry,
4: go You sound quite surprised about that.
1: Well, I think you'd, like, painted a picture prior to the AGM that you weren't really sure what the role was and, you know, you weren't really sure if you were going to go for it and then you turned up and your speech was a 10 out of 10. So, yeah you set the bar low but you smashed it so
4: i think i think that's what i just try to do all the time just continue that in life <laughs> set the bar low and then ex- exceed expectations
1: is that your plan for next year gregor
4: yeah pretty much
1: pretty much <laughs> i've
4: been found out already
1: <laughs> i think mine was pretty similar i had ross paul and mikey probably telling me that i should run for roles i think it's pretty pretty difficult to tell ross simpson know when he's kind of convinced himself that something should happen, and is just dropping not so subtle hints all the time. And same with Paul. I think we were walking around the gym. I remember that, and you being like, "You should, you should definitely run." And me being like, "No, I don't have time for that." And then again, it wasn't it wasn't contested? So yeah, the rest is history. Okay, so moving on then to <laughs> I think Jules, you'll like this question. What has been your most typical Edinburgh student experience? Do you mean
3: like me personally or like what I've ex- I've experienced from other people?
1: Either one. Either whatever screams Edinburgh to you. Oh, I need to have a think about that.
2: I'll, I'll jump in. The first one that springs to mind for me is just big cheese on a Saturday night.
1: I miss big cheese so much.
2: Big Yeah, big cheese on a Saturday night and not being able to find a, a desk in the library.
1: Yeah, that's gotten even worse this year because all the desks are more than two metres apart so you can imagine what the library is like now.
2: Yeah, I can't say I missed that.
1: Gregor, Jules, you got any? Doesn't matter if you don't.
4: I'm trying to think of something, and I'm, I'm struggling. I've obviously probably had quite a few, but just nothing springing to mind.
1: I think mine is every time I go, well, not during the pandemic, obviously, but pre-pandemic, every Saturday or Sunday when you go for brunch uh, anywhere in Edinburgh, really, and the whole of Loudons or Hula is just <laughs> filled with Edinburgh students. That always screams Edinburgh student to me. But I'm definitely part of that, so I can't really say anything at all. An overpriced brunch says Edinburgh student to me. What about you, Jules?
3: Well, one one thing um, I don't I can't believe I'm like just saying this that I actually uh, bought this, but I am. Um, I bought a furry bucket hat over Christmas time. I'm not sure why. I think I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I can totally pull this off. Absolutely, I love like hats. Yeah. And then I, I put it on and uh, realized, no, this isn't for me. This is maybe the Edinburgh style, uh, but not me. I think I'll go back to my bobble hats probably.
4: I think one thing that screams like Edinburgh Sports Club to me is, or for like the part I've experienced was Red Fort, the Curry House. I don't know if, how much experience people yes. have had, but, which is actually it's closed now. It looks all. Market in Bougie, which is uh, the loss of an establishment, but spend many a good night in Red Fork with yes, you.
3: no, agreed. agreed. That's, that's so that's sad. I've
4: been it,
2: the, down.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose another thing that kind of screams is the ties. I suppose it kind of links to to Big Cheese, but people walking around in their sport ties all the time, and you just see them and you're just like, oh God, please, <laughs> no. Get that
1: title away from me. In general, because you see player layer stuff all across Edinburgh, don't you? And it's just I can't help but like try to read what club it says on someone's arm and to be like, oh, really, really bad for doing that from a distance, no matter where we are. Okay, well, what has university sport taught you? Like, what are the key things that you've taken away from either your time as president or your time playing sport? And like, what has been the biggest messages that that you've gotten from university sport?
3: i suppose there's a couple of things i think it, in general the kind of the kind of experience of sport is definitely um, beneficial to kind of general skills um that you can take kind of later on in life you know things like for example you know doing doing the edinburgh award where you know you're looking back at kind of how to improve your time management or something that was one of my skills and obviously it's maybe not directly related to sport but of course it's it's part of the kind of sports leadership and those are kind of the skills that you can develop on and off the pitch really. But you know, just like kind of maybe being appreciative of that you can improve on things, I think, and, and maybe being reflective on what you can do to improve on on those things. Um another thing for me is definitely thinking more positively. And I think the present role probably taught me that was like people come to you with a lot of kind of complaints about things and things being negative, you know, and and obviously, you know, you're there as a kind of lend to lend in the ear. But you know you are there to to listen to people's problems but a lot of the time I think I I found and and maybe it was was due to Ross's kind of guidance is that well okay what you what do you think about how how, trying to fix that problem you know what what are your solutions maybe rather than thinking about things oh they're so bad they're so bad you kind of flip the question back on people and you say well you know let's try and solve this problem have you got any ideas on, on how we can improve it and that mindset's really taken with me I think you know moving into this job and you know in my future and now when I look at a problem I don't necessarily just moan about it or when people moan to me about things I think all right okay well what's your solution you know what's how, how can we kind of try and fix this and that's definitely something that I've learned through my time as president and something that will stick with me in future I think
1: yeah I think Ross Simpson probably wins the award for most like inspirational slash I don't even know what the word is he's just very like empowering isn't he I remember I had a meeting with him in my third year when I was football president um, and I just basically come to vent, more or less, or don't really remember exactly what it was about. But he did exactly that, Jules, every single question I gave him or every problem, he was like, well, you know, how can we fix it? And I was like, Ross, that's not why I came here. Stop throwing like positivity at me. But um, yeah, we definitely agree that that he can do that. Paul, do you want to go next?
2: Yeah, I think in terms of in my year as president, that's one thing I definitely learned is is a sort of positive mindset and and how to sort of um, make other people feel feel positive, if you know what I mean. And just, I think, being being positive in general, not just Ross, but Mikey also, and Jim Aiken as well, I think really probably taught me that. Um, I think it's a sort of more more general one. This is going back to intramural days again. But I probably, for me, like sort of team management and team leadership, um, even little things like trying to get 11 lads out to play football for a 9 a.m. kickoff the day after Halloween, you know like trying trying to motivate people and get people organized for that and trying to organize other people um was, was probably a key skill and one i got a uh, sort of a lot of practice for and i think one maybe more so actually no i think i think just throughout my whole sort of time in edinburgh is communication and how to sort of communicate how to sort of um adopt different communication styles with different people also giving things like you know sort of negative feedback or I think we'll all, we'll all have had our sort of disciplinary meetings as presidents which probably yeah probably well quite good experiences in terms of, like looking back in terms of what we learned but also not particularly pleasant ones at the time yeah and I think learning to to say the right things to people in in the right manner and also not being scared to
1: yeah I've had a fair few disciplinary things this year for, of varying kind of backgrounds I suppose and and at the time as you say, it is a little bit painful. Paul and Ross will be kind of in my ear, like this is just such good experience. Like just reflect on this; it's such good experience as you're trying to manage the crisis that is, you know, going through whatever process that is because it's always pretty thorough. So yeah, def- definitely would agree with that one. Um, Gregor, what about you? I know you've not not stepped into the role yet, but what have you learned from your university sport days?
4: Yeah, I probably echo much of what's already been said, but I kind of. A sort of level of commitment as well, and being able to kind of commit to things that are within your capabilities, but knowing where your capabilities lie and then not getting carried away with things as well. I think it's very easy, especially as like a club president or whatever, just to take everything onto yourself and not kind of feed that back to others. So I think trying to find the balance between what you can do. And what you know you can do is sort of quite a good thing to learn.
1: It's definitely a good thing to know when you take the job on as well. I'll give you that because you definitely don't want to be biting off more than you can chew in any particular area.
2: Yeah, I think that's actually, I think you've touched on a really good point there, Gregor. I think knowing how to, don't like using the phrase delegate, but for want of a better word, I think, yeah, enabling other people to kind of do their job and and do a good job and and also just trusting people to, to get on with it. Um, I think one thing sport really taught me is is you need to you need to be able to work as a team and need to be able to sort of trust other people and support them not not get in their way or potentially expect too much from them so yeah that was a good one.
1: So many words of wisdom coming from you all today. this. Right so just a few more questions um, and then we can move on to everyone's favourite trivia. Based on kind of the experiences that you'd had in uni sport was there any particular reason that you ran to be sports union president? Was there kind of you know, like a few standout reasons. Was it just general? You know, not wanting to move on, loving the sports union and the staff so much. Um, yeah. What what made you run for the role?
2: Yeah, probably I think three things, three or four things spring to mind. So I think yeah, getting to work with a the fantastic team that we we had at the time. I think I remember I thought I could I could do a pretty pretty good job of it, and I I kind of met all the re- all the requirements, so I felt I was I was well qualified for it at the time. And again, yeah, I felt I probably had a good good chance of getting it when I when I ran. And yeah, also I thought it would be it would be like good experience and a good learning curve. I don't think I really appreciated that more until the sort of second year. Maybe I was I was on exec, but just actually how much you you learn in the role and um, how much expectation is sort of on your shoulders, which I think you don't really, you know, it probably take ten years, and you know, unless you maybe go into politics or you you become an entrepreneur, it probably takes about ten to fifteen years to get. I think similar experiences in another job.
1: Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent true. I think I speak to a lot of sabs this year because obviously we can't meet in person so there's a million and one group chats and things like that and it seems a lot of the other universities maybe aren't quite set up this like exactly the same way we are because obviously everyone's so different but the role definitely does have a lot of responsibility in a good way I think I don't think there's anything that's like too much to bear or anything like that but it is a lot I think when you're 22 and you've just come out of a a four-year degree but no those those are all class um jewels
3: Yeah, I think, well, I think I'm going to quote ex-president Stu Fowley uh, here in saying that this role is the best sort of internship you can have in kind of like sports administration, sports kind of management. It seems like internship is potentially not the right word because it feels like a lot more than an internship, but it's definitely one of I would say maybe the best kind of stepping stone if you're wanting to move into kind of sport. And as you said, all the responsibility um, is kind of on your shoulders and, and the people you meet and the connections you make and kind of the experiences that you have um, is definitely a brilliant you know position to be in to, to, to gain that experience. If you're wanting to move in, not necessarily just a sport, but, you know, anything as, as Paul said, you know, anything that's kind of got that kind of man- managerial or, operational kind of aspect to it you know you've got some some really great um experience I think for me obviously that was definitely what well, I was trying to kind of navigating what I wanted to do so my degree was psychology and whilst you know it was a really interesting degree it was maybe not necessarily something that I could see myself kind of stepping into after uni there was a while where I was thinking I could maybe go into kind of clinical psychology maybe but quite interested you know, quite interesting to do but it just didn't really suit me and I remember every time being in like this portion of building I was just like this is me you know, I've, I'm at home, I, you know, I love wearing, I'm wearing the mid-layer all the time, you know, I'm wearing leggings all the time, I'm walking about and I just felt like home and I suppose when you're in that kind of situation, it's very rare usually, you know, you go to a place that's not, you know, I'm from Aberdeen so being in Edinburgh, you know, it doesn't really feel like home but at Sports Union you're like, yeah, this is me. So it kind of made sense, I think, it was it was just like sort of a natural progression that it, it felt like a job it really suited me and I was like yeah like Paul think I had the qualifications to be able to do it pretty well and definitely was looking forward to the opportunities that it would give but it it felt just like home really.
1: Paul and Jules have you did you know for a while that you wanted to run for the role like I'm just curious because I know in my own personal experience I thought that you know Jules would maybe be taking it on a second year so I'd never really given it that much thought and I know a lot of the exec of Julia's year bullied me across Year being like, oh, she's gonna do it. She's gonna do it, and I was like, no, no, I'm not. Because I I genuinely thought that I wasn't going to. And then I got a call from Ross Simpson being like, I think you should do it again. Ross Simpson just always being there at the right time to like push you in the the right direction. But I'm definitely glad that I did. But it just was a bit of a almost spur of the moment thing for me. What about for the two of you? Did you know you were gonna do it for a while beforehand?
2: It's funny you said that because I was just thinking about when the penny kind of dropped for me. I I probably always thought I wasn't going to do it that I wanted to kind of get kind of get on with it with another career if you know what I mean and, and kind of leave university behind but no, I remember it must have been sort of October in my final year of university and I realized I was um putting off applying for graduate jobs um to do intramural admin and try and get into to try and get the intramural program to run as well as possible and then I thought actually hang on a sec you know I, I need to seriously consider running for president here so yeah that was when the penny sort of dropped for me
1: yeah, I think that tells you quite a lot if you're putting that, putting job applications off. But I also don't blame you because they're pretty, pretty horrendous as opposed to to a fun campaign for president. Jules, what about you?
3: Yeah, so I think it was kind of like I probably had a similar experience to quite a few people who are kind of approaching graduation, or you're kind of at the end of third year and you're thinking like, mm, well, you know, grad jobs and uh, and all of that just seems so unappealing to me. I was just like, this is all just not me at all you know and I mentioned about thinking about psychology and I was like well I need to get some more hands-on experience you know if i trying to find out if that's actually what I want to do is doing sports present job like relevant not really there was a while probably um, sort of November October November um of kind of my third year where I was kind of like nah like nah don't don't see this and or no of my would it be my f- Yeah I think we've been third year because I was thinking about well should I go into vice president and then maybe with the end goal of being into president so I think I think by then I was kind of like nah nah like I need to get more experience I need to take a year after you need to go and do some volunteering and things and then I remember sports ball and I was just like no this is brilliant and I remember I was still wavering in my fourth year a bit and then I got to the next sports ball when we had the vice president speech and I remember doing my speech and then sitting down and I was just like this is brilliant, like, this is just so good, like, why on earth would you not do this for, a, it's only for a year, like, the experience, like, yeah, absolutely, like, I've, I've got to do it 100%, so from from Christmas, so the, the sports ball, uh, yeah, I was absolutely guns blazing to, to go in and run my campaign, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, a start by then.
1: Did you have the same that I had, where you had just, I just done my VP speech in the January of my fourth year, and then you were going up on stage just to kind of do the the rest of the the awards and stuff. And I had Jim directly opposite me at the table, and he just kept being like, "Katie," and like pointing at you. And I was yeah. like, "No, Jim, no." And he was like, yeah. "Yeah,
3: no." I was the same. I was. I remember sitting down. I actually, you know, what it was? It was um, it was both Eve O'Lone and Robin Drummond at the after party. So we were in Why Not, and I remember them standing next to me, being like, "Julie, you got to do it." You can't do it. Like, come on! And it was like two in the morning or whatever. And like, it oh, you, you gotta do it. Come on, you can't do it. And I was like, guys, come on, just let me party.
4: Leave me be.
1: All the best career decisions are made, and why not? Obviously, exactly. Gregor, what about you? When did you decide?
4: It was. I kind of had the similar like to Paul, sort of like October, November time, being like, nah, not gonna, not gonna go for it. Like, I'm sure someone else will go for it and be probably better than me and um, and then it was like it got to kind of christmas time and i hadn't applied for any jobs had no clue what i was doing and sort of home at christmas dad had this sort of what what are we doing next year kind of chat and it was like oh i need to i need to work something out and then kind of came back in january and sort of had a look at some master's programs just to delay real life a bit more even though i'm currently doing a master's um, just do something totally different and looking a bit more at sport because I think similar to what Julia said, actually, I feel a bit felt more at home in Pleasance than I did in JCMB. And like that was where I spent five or four years of my time was JCMB and just never felt as settled there as I did at 48 Pleasance. So I think then kind of January, February, it was like I kind of had a chat with a few people spoke to katie and paul and crespo and that and it was like Do you know what i actually have no reason not to go for it i've got nothing to lose if i get it like it will be an amazing opportunity um, and opens a lot more doors so sort of threw my hat in the ring put my name in the goblet of fire if you will and then sort of find out i was the only one and then it was like oh well that was somewhat anticlimactic, but was very exciting at the same time so didn't have the fun of a big campaign trail but made it made life a lot easier especially know, with the project in
3: you guys have had such an easy you and katie um don't, haven't had the woes and the sleepless nights of campaigning like you like me and paul have or had
2: horrific, wasn't so easy back in our day
3: horrific did not enjoy it one bit it was the lack of sleep that got me i think i didn't remember. like it so i
2: loved it looking back Julie... Well, I've got a lot of good memories from my campaign to be fair
1: do you actually that's that's quite impressive because I remember yeah. Julia I was speaking to you at post AGM on your like the night you'd just been elected and we, we got you some dinner or something because you were like absolutely just wiped and you genuinely were like I've, I've not slept in three days and... well that's
3: because my dissertation was due in between the campaign days were Tuesday to Thursday and my dissertation was due on the Wednesday of campaign week. And honestly, it was just horrific, like the whole thing. So I managed to get my dissertation done in advance. So I was like, you know, you know, student here. But obviously that was like a lot of no sleep um, in the run up to campaign. And then obviously over campaign period, it's also no sleep. So I remember like I remember there was one time. So we I used to have uh, one to ones with, with Mikey. And I remember this one time we were sitting in Pleasant's cafe it it was I think it was maybe the Monday before campaign opened and I was sitting there and I had my hood up with my like sort of toggles pulled and I was sitting there just kind of like not shaking but just kind of like sitting there just being like it was like 9am and I was like I remember my keeper's being like Julian like are you okay and I was like yeah yeah campaigns campaigns uh you know videoing footage and campaigns and he was like okay right you need to take, take a break <laughs> you need to just go home and sleep for a bit and I was like okay sounds good sounds good, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> so yeah not again in a hurry but saying that Paul I was kind of like your campaign manager sort of person wasn't I I helped you with your your graphics and stuff so I like doing that side of it when it's not me on like the the, the one that's actually getting out there <laughs> I like doing the organizing bit I think that's maybe more suited me no,
2: uh, integral, I, integral part of the team Julia
4: I a nice look back through all the um, previous campaigns in like just a month or so ago when I wasn't sure when I was going to have to run against anyone. So it was quite funny looking back at Paul's and Julia's campaigns and then even ones previous to that to see like what's the same, what's different and see all the, all the comments on the Facebook pages of like, oh, voting closes in one hour. Everyone message people. Go, go, go.
3: So. it's honestly so hectic and you feel so bad looking back because I remember I was like sending messages to people who were like vaguely attached to the uni they, you know that could vote because they had like a student number but I hadn't spoken to since like freshers or sports what was it freshers in our year if I can call it freshers um or old full year um but yeah no like literally reaching out I hadn't spoken to them like the last message was like you know, 2015 and me going hey you know what's up um not related to anything but do you want to vote for me um because yeah and they'd just be like oh okay that's fine Right, like, you can just be quiet and I remember doing that to so many people and just gonna I feel so horrible i so selfish like I had not spoken to any of these people but I was like I'm so desperate I was like please please one of you could make the difference please
1: I think I felt I feel so lucky that we didn't have to do that because I think I was the same as you Jules I had an exam on the Wednesday of what would have been campaign week and I was just like, I can, I cannot do both. I will not do both. But fortunately again, didn't didn't have that problem. So yeah, touch wood. But Gregor, you did beat someone, Gregor. You beat Ron. So
4: yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've got a one up from Katie.
1: Yeah, you do. I just had a vote. I didn't even beat Ron. So hopefully I'm doing a good enough job in the role. Um, okay, last question and then we'll go on to trivia. What advice, Julia and Paul, would you give Gregor for his year? president I'll try and think of some advice to you Gregor but I'm not as wise as these two yet
3: so I think all of my abs seem to be revolving around sleep but make sure you get enough sleep <laughs> that um that's one thing I remember well because obviously the, the the office hours I don't know if you guys still do that out of office but it's 8 30 4 30 in my year um and so when there was you know a bit of a walk involved and so you still had to get up you know, and I'm quite a, I'm not a morning person. So um, an 8.30 start for me was, was early. But um, I remember being in my bed, you know, like 10, 30 on a weeknight. And you see some of the subs and they're out on a Wednesday night, like with their pals, you know, from there. And I was like, absolutely not like be in bed 10.30 every weekday. And um, so I think that definitely helped me a lot, especially when things were quite stressful, you know, just making sure that you're eating you have snacks always have cereal bars in your drawer in your office and um, because I get the three o'clock hunger and you'd have to walk to the shop so make sure you have a little snack for three o'clock as well.
1: Julia's all about the self-care because the biggest advice you gave me Jo's was to protect my lunch hours which yes has been very good this year because we still do 8 30 to 4 30 but it's harder as everyone is experiencing in digital times to actually stop at 4 30 so yeah it's good to Make sure you eat and sleep. It's always a good thing. Yeah. definitely
2: Paul? Probably got three pieces of advice I could give. Um the first one is one that Cam Ritchie um gave to me. So Cam's the deputy director of operations at sport and exercise for the listeners who maybe don't know. And I remember he said to me, it might have been in my first week or two, said to me, you know, one bit of advice I can give you, mate, is just enjoy it because it will it will fly in. And honestly, like that stuck with me the whole year and i say always remember that because it just, it's over before you know it. Um, so you've got to make the most of it. Um, second one is another one that Stu Fowley and you and Malcolm kind of said to me, but Stu said he always thought of the role as, you know, it's like a crystal ball that you've got to protect and you hand it on to the next person in a, in a better place than you, find, you, you found it. So, you know, maybe don't get too sort of drawn into making, you know, big, big changes and trying to change it and all of this. I think just just try and leave it in a better better place than it was handed to you I think that's something we've all tried to do and then the third one I think you already sort of touched on this and what you've learned from sport but kind of know your strengths and know your weaknesses know what you're good at and what you'll need help with and yeah in terms of the the sort of weaknesses or maybe the the things you don't feel so sort of good at get you know get the right people around you to to help with that and sort of run those for you just just going off personal experience I sort of felt pretty pretty good at the sort of participation and also the finance side of the job but in terms of anything kind of events or media related, left out to Bethany and the media team. So,
1: Yeah, I think I'm pretty similar to Paul in that respect. I don't really tend to touch those things. I tend to just pass those on, which I think is the complete opposite to what Julia did.
2: Absolutely
3: is- complete opposite. Meg, so I don't know if you guys are listening You'll know of Meg because not many people do but she is an absolute savior of a, of a woman uh, she does the uh, finances at the sports union and she absolutely held my hand through through doing the financial stuff and definitely learned a huge amount you know, about finances so um since since her involvement but hands down all down to meg and yeah definitely uh know your strengths <laughs> and i know that that was one of my weaknesses
1: i suppose the only thing i'd add to it gregor for you depending on what your year looks like so obviously it's so much stuff changing at the moment but whether if you're in the office you'll have a lovely note from Julia on the whiteboard still because Julia left it for me and I've obviously not been able to utilize it about basically what Paul was saying like enjoy the year because it's going to blink you're going to blink and it's going to be over Um, and there's also a quote on the whiteboard Jules which I'm not going to do it justice I don't know if you remember exactly what you wrote word for word but I'm not going to do it justice if I try.
3: Was it you miss 100% of the shots you don't take and then quoted it from the original quote and then quoted it from Michael Scott and then quoted it from me yeah that was on there for a while yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah office reference
3: by the way for those that don't know
1: yeah what jill says you miss all of the shots that you don't take um and i suppose the other thing is just work-life balance because it's such a weird job that you're a student but you're a staff member so students will message you at like 11 30 on a saturday on teams because we now use microsoft teams so it's basically like facebook and people use it all hours of the day because that's when students work but you don't actually have to reply at 11.30 on a Saturday night. And it's quite difficult to tell yourself that, particularly when you start and you're working at home, if you will still be working from home. So, yeah, just look after yourself, like like Jules and Paul have said. I hope you feel full of wisdom now, Gregor, very
4: enlightened. I'm overflowing with wisdom. So, but, yeah, it sounds sounds all good. Look after myself, look after the crystal ball and enjoy it. Yeah, the cri-
1: so is a classic Stu Farley reference who's just an absolute legend but he'll be pleased to know he's got a mention on this pod I'm sure
4: I feel like it's just been name dropping left right and centre this podcast.
2: Oh so many names have missed out though.
1: It's about who you know,
3: not what you know yeah, you, you got it
1: That's a good bit of advice as right. well yes. um, Perfect, well thank you both so much for all of your advice so we're going to go to our favourite part of the show which is the two minute trivia <laughs> 2
2: minute trivia 2 minute trivia 2 minute trivia 2 minute trivia 2 minute, trivia, two minute-
0: Check out Chameleon Lady, who provide our amazing jingles on Instagram at Chameleon Lady Official.
1: Um, so, I don't know who would like to go first, but essentially, you're both going to go head to head to answer as many questions as you can in two minutes. So, perfect. Right, Julia, are you ready for your two minute trivia?
4: Three, two, one, go.
1: When was the SU founded? Uh, pass. How many SU clubs begin with the letter T? Six. Uh, Why is TV at World Famous? Pass. Which is the most recent sport to join the sports union? Handball. In golf, what is the word for three under par? Birdie. Who came second in the FIFA Women's World Cup in 2019? England. How many SU presidents have there been? Pass. What is the largest country in the world? Russia. What was the Scotland-Italy score in the Six Nations this year?
3: 53 10
1: Who is the longest serving SU staff member? Meg How many sports clubs are there for the next academic year? 65 Which team beat Hearts FC last week in a shock victory?
3: Oh, it's like is an Edinburgh team
1: uh, (laughs) pass. How many Olympic gold medals does Mo Farah have? 6 how many students are there at Edinburgh University? 42,000. And who won the Super Bowl in 2021? Tom Brady's team.
3: Uh, the Buc- Buccaneers, is that right? No. See?
1: Hmm? The city.
3: Clue. Uh, pass, go back to start.
1: <laughs> That's all of our questions. So... Oh, can you pass them? Can I do them again if I pass them, though? Figure how much time is left? Uh,
4: 15 oh. seconds.
1: Go, go, go. Right. Um, what year was the SU founded?
3: 1901.
1: Okay. Um,
3: that's wrong. wrong. But...
1: Congratulations.
3: <laughs> it was like 1856 or something.
1: All will be revealed very shortly. You have successfully okay. completed our two-minute trivia. Thank you for playing. Thank you for You're having me. Awesome. Ready? Three, two,
4: one. In in what year was the sports union formed?
2: 1866. How many SU clubs begin with
4: the letter T? Four. Why is TV at world famous?
2: Uh, oldest purpose-built student union building in the world.
4: Who came second in the FIFA Women's World Cup 2019? Uh, Netherlands. How many sports union presidents have there been? 76. What was the Scotland Italy score in the Six Nations last weekend?
2: Oh, Something like
4: 52-10. What is the largest country in the world? Russia. Who is the longest serving sports union staff member?
2: Oh, Meg Kemp.
4: How many sports oh, clubs Irene are there?
2: Or Irene if you mean, in total.
4: <laughs> How many sports clubs are there for the next academic year?
2: 65?
4: Which team beat Heart FC last night in a shock victory? Edinburgh Rangers. How many Olympic gold medals does Mo Farah have? Six. How many students are there at Edinburgh?
2: Forty-two
4: thousand. Who won the Super Bowl in twenty twenty-one? Pass. What is the most recent sport to join the sports union? Handball. In golf. What is the word for free under par?
2: Albatross or double eagle.
4: I can go back to the ones you have passed. Um, who won this Super Bowl in 2021?
2: Uh, Miami Falcons. If that's the team.
4: Uh, that, that's that's all the questions.
2: I'm trying to think for the T one. Is it? I can think tennis, taekwondo, table tennis. Might only be three.
1: Mashed it you both got through all the questions i'm very very impressed so we need
4: more questions next
2: time
1: we have more questions next time so we're back with both paul and julia and they obviously don't know how they've got on yet in our two-minute trivia so we're going to read out all the answers and we'll see who's the winner and the score to beat at the moment is seven points from megan davies uh, from the trampoline club who scored seven last week Um, so can we beat that today Um, i think we, we may well have done. So um, we'll need to just keep score as we go through the questions. Um, so when was the sports union formed? The answer was?
4: The sports union was formed in 1866.
1: So I believe that Paul Duffy got that correct. Um, how many SU clubs begin with the letter T? Jules, Paul, would you like to take a guess at reading them all out?
2: I think it's Three. I think I originally said four, but I think it's actually only three.
1: And Julia, I think you said four as well, didn't you? Mm, mm, you... I actually can't, <laughs> can't
2: remember. Oh no, it would be four. Trampoline. Forgot them. I think trampoline. I maybe trampoline. said four
3: or six. I can't remember what I said.
1: Okay, Gregor, would you like to read them out?
4: The, there is table tennis, taekwondo, tennis, touch, touch rugby, triathlon, and trampoline
3: so there are six six. so I either said four or six I can't remember which one I said so maybe I'm we maybe have to go back and like retrospectively find out
1: (laughs) the point on that one because I I want to say that you did say six um so why is tv at world famous
4: I think Paul Paul got it spot on in this one it was the world's first purpose-built sports union and student union
1: um yeah it's a very random fact for you to know Paul I'm pretty impressed but um
2: I'm sure I've heard it so many times when I was at uni.
1: Um but yeah, it is in fact the world's oldest purpose built student union building. Um so it's in a bit of a different order, I think, between the two of us, but the order I went in was what is the most recent sport to join the sports union? Julia? Handball. Handball. Yes, it is indeed a handball. Um do we, a,
4: do we get a plug for Scottish handball? No. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, they've done so well.
3: Um, the committee looking great. You know they're, they're going to be winning club of the year. You know soon, absolutely.
1: All under your leadership, Julia. All under your leadership. Mm. <laughs> um, which is, I'm sorry, in golf, what is the word for three under par, Gregor?
4: It is an albatross or double eagle.
1: I believe that Paul got both of those, but it doesn't. Don't think I give you an extra point. You can just have the one. Um, but well done. Who have ca- you ever?
4: Have you ever have you ever got a double eagle or an albatross, Paul? No, I've
2: not. I only got my first birdie last week.
4: Big up! I read that.
1: My favourite recently, Paul, has been your Strava's of you on the golf course because it's like the most higglety-pigglety, like route I've ever seen. But I guess that's what happens in golf. I've i never really played. I know Jules has played. She's fantastic.
3: Oh, oh yeah, I'm world class.
1: That zero percent accuracy score that Julia had the last time that she played golf yeah yeah it was good <laughs> um right who came second in the fifa women's world cup in 2019 gregory
4: it was the netherlands
1: i believe paul got that one right um
2: oh, watched that with you katie
1: yeah i know you did and um, that was jane's jane's um world cup. Barn party it was the cutest thing ever her mom had like yeah. decorated their barn with like all of the flags of the country taking part and like got cupcakes and it was very wholesome until you turned up with like the dodgiest vodka I've ever seen. <laughs> but I think it's actually still in her barn. Um, I went over the summer when lockdown was, was not a thing. Um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of that stuff is still there from the 2019 summer. so
2: yeah, that was a very boozy night, so <laughs>
1: all, all the best sporting memories are when the, it's been slightly boozy. Um, how many sports union presidents have there been? This is a tricky question.
4: There have been 72.
1: So I don't think you got that correct. I think I passed that one.
2: Can you get a point for like being within 10 or something?
1: No, unfortunately not. It has to be bang on on that one. There will be some that we might accept the uh, closest person to, but not for Does
2: Gregor count as,
1: yeah,
3: even though his term hasn't started, does he count as one? No,
1: we did not count Gregor as one. We counted up till this year. I'm sorry, Gregor. Soon there will be 73 sporting presidents. But not yet. I will
4: be the, the 73rd will be...
1: Um, I don't even know if that's fully really correct though. the list that I had starts in 1948 I think if that math is correct um, but I don't know why it only started in 1948 maybe there were some before then from 1866 until then but who knows Um, bonus question for you if either of you know who was the last non-sabbatical sports union president do you know the answer it's either
3: you and Malcolm or ian stevens ian stevens yeah
1: it was ian stevens that was going to be one of my questions but i figured that paul would know the answer
3: paul definitely would know the answer
1: yeah what's the largest country in the world julia i said russia you were correct
3: yes a geography question yeah i'm so proud
1: paul did you get that one correct Mm -hmm. what was the scotland italy score in the six nations (laughs) julia
3: I said 53-10, but I think that's wrong. Yeah, so close. So
1: close. Gregor, what is the answer to Scotland and score in the Six Nations this year?
4: It was 52-10. Oh!
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, Julia, you do not get a point. Um, Paul, you got that spot on, though? Yeah, oh, it's just a little dark, dark horse over here. Um. <sighs> Longest serving SU staff member was a very good shout um, for Irene, but we, we meant current serving SU staff. So the answer would be
4: Meg Kemp.
1: Wonderful Meg Kemp, which you both got. Well done. Um, how many sports clubs will there be for next academic year? I believe you both got this one correct. It will be, Gregor?
4: 65 clubs.
1: Back to 65.
4: Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll see how long we remain. Um <clears throat> Which team beat Hearts FC? It wasn't last night anymore, but it was last night when I wrote this question, um, in a shock victory. And the answer, Paul, is?
2: Borough Rangers? Yeah. Yes.
1: Absolutely spot on. Watch the game.
2: No, I didn't, but I texted Mikey to give him a bit of a stick about it.
1: (laughs) Mikey is the biggest Hearts fan I think I've ever met. So, yeah, he would have been gutted that Mm. they got knocked out by a team I have never heard of until this week. Are they sure.
2: playing the same level of, as the um, the men's uni first team?
1: Do they? they They're love. in the
2: Highland League, yeah.
1: League. Okay. Gosh, every day's a school day. Um. Right. Last three questions. How many Olympic gold medals does Mo Farah have, Gregor?
4: You you both said six, but he in fact only has four.
1: Only four gold medals. Only four. Only four.
4: I know. I hate having only four Olympic medals.
1: An average Joe he is. Um. Yeah, very impressive, four gold medals. Uh, right, how many students are there? And I don't remember if either of you got this exactly spot on, so we can do closest one too. Um, I think so... we both said the same answer. Yeah. Did they? Uh,
4: we both said 42,000. And the answer? The, the answer is 43,000. So,
1: so oh, wrong, come on. But I
4: known, yeah, I think they should both get a point.
1: Okay. majority. We can give them both a point for that. Um, and lastly, Thanks, and Katie. who won the Super Bowl in 2021? I think Jules got half of the name right. Um, Gregor, who who won?
4: It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: So yes, Jules, it was Tom Brady's team. Um, mm. But you only got Buccaneers, so we can't give you the point. Do I don't
3: even know if I said Buccaneers, I said like Buckaroo or something.
1: It was close enough I was going to give you a point, but you didn't say Tampa Bay, so... no. And Duffy, hard luck on that one. (laughs) Um, Right, so if I've done my maths correctly, and please do correct me if I'm wrong, that means that Julia finished with six points.
3: I'm happy with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll take that. And Paul, I think, scored 10 points, which means that Paul Duffy has stolen the crown from Megan Davies to be our reigning two-minute trivia champion. So congratulations, Paul. No, Can
2: Paul. me? Thanks, guys. First time I've been called a champion in my life. So <laughs> take that.
1: Oh, you're always a champion to us, Paul. Don't worry. Well,
4: champion in our
2: hearts.
1: Yeah, an inch real champion at least.
2: Not about the winning, Kate. It's about the taking part.
1: It is about the taking part. Agreed. Agreed. That's why I'm the true winner.
2: Not so, Julia. But what's the real winner?
3: Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll agree on that.
1: What a lovely ending to our podcast, Paul. Sport is the real winner. So it's what's brought us all together. Sport.
3: Yeah, I'm still buzzing. I got that Russia question right. We can... I'm actually going to write that down as like a personal achievement of mine, getting a geography question right
1: in a trivia. It so takes Mikey that all of his sporical quizzes at lunchtimes have paid off.
4: Mm-hmm. Get from LinkedIn. LinkedIn endorsed. I know.
1: I had this magical
3: experience today where I got a question right about Russia. <laughs> it changed my life. I hired him straight away.
1: <laughs> I don't think geography is a skill that you can endorse on um, LinkedIn. Is it? If it, no, is, it must be. If it, if it is, I'll endorse you. Knowledge thank of, you. R-
3: <laughs> maybe not a great thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Well, um, those are all the questions that we had for you both. So, thank you very much, Paul Jillian, gregor for joining our Sport Ed podcast this evening and sharing some insights into your life as president. So, thank thanks you, for having us
0: on. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks a lot,
2: guys. No problem. hopefully uh, we can all meet up in person soon
0: thanks for listening this week for more student sport chat we've got really exciting episodes coming up including disability inclusion in sport and stories from our international students